0: it of course thank
1: you thank you for doing this this is exciting appreciate you
0: yeah absolutely the film is a lot of fun it's very sweet and and also like it just it moves really well um I just really appreciate it. I was wondering like for Alexander from your perspective why did you want to tell this story
2: yeah it's a great question um you know I kind of got introduced to this idea um back in 2014 20- 13, um, I got an opportunity to go over to Sweden. My, my friend Ray was living over there. He was working for BlackBerry at the time, and uh, he's from Canada originally, and he um, he thought he was going to be leaving Sweden, and before he left, he wanted to make a love letter to Sweden called The Philosopher King, so he invited me over to be his first assistant director, and I kind of got the bug of making movies overseas, and while I was there, I sort of you know had this idea about a you know before-sunrise-esque story in Tuscany originally, and kind of worked on it for years. The script, I, I, I always joke and say that my first script was absolutely terrible, but it was that terrible first draft that kind of allowed me to like really ponder the idea for years, and I got to know Paul, and I got to know Andrea, and I've, I've always been a big fan of music-driven films, uh, films that, you know, diegetically have music as part of the, the story, like Once, like Inside Lewin Davis, and you know, getting to know Paul and his poetry writing, getting to know Andrea and her songwriting, it just felt like this really unique pairing that I hadn't seen before. Um, And I I love travel movies. I love movies that, you know, take the audiences overseas. And I love movies that you get to watch two people meet and fall in love uh, on screen. There's just something that's always, you know, I've always been drawn to that. Um, And, you know, we were over there shooting October, November of 2019. And then of course, you know, Covid hit Italy in December, you know, and we had no clue that we were there right before all of this happened. And then, you know, once kind of COVID came to the States and and the world shut down, it was no intention of ours in making the film, but the film, you know, through the festival circuit sort of became this, um, you know, escape for people. Like they did they they couldn't travel. And so the film itself kind of took them on a, 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 Trip to Sicily, and that was you know, not obviously not planned, but uh, happy that it you know w- gave people an escape during that time.
0: Wow, so this I, I didn't realize that this was shot right before, and yeah, that, wow, that must have really affected you know, shaken you all. I mean, because especially at the beginning, the whole thing was, was just madness. I mean, the whole thing was madness, but I mean, especially <laughs> at, the, at yeah. the starting line.
2: Yeah, and for us, you know, like, you know, having filmed, you know, most of the movie, but not 100% of the movie, when things shut down, we, you know, took the movie through post, things were a lot slower, we had pickups that we had to try to do through the pandemic, and um, it definitely, you know, delayed our festival run uh, in a way that it probably wouldn't have if, if nothing would have happened, so, yeah.
0: Well, you know, um, I like to, Paul, you mentioned, uh, forgive me, is it Audrey? Andrea. Andrea, sorry. Andrea's mu- musical abilities are just lovely. I mean, they really, really provide such life to the film. Um, but you, if I heard correctly, you just said, like, Paul, did you, are you a poet? Did you write some of the poetry for this film?
1: <laughs> so, okay. Alex has heard me kind of say this ad nauseum. I don't necessarily consider myself a poet, you know, like a legitimate one. I'll never travel. And I your me. character, Paul. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, Alex pretty much molded a perfect character just for me. Um, but uh, there, so I did write all of the original poetry for the film and Alex actually had a really cool idea for the process of it. So the, the my hero prop, my actual journal, he, he got that like maybe, I don't know, darn near a year before we started filming and he was like, hey, this is going to be a prop in the movie, so just start filling it out, you know, so daily I would try to do musings and stuff, and try to, you know, reword things, and 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 make something that would pop, and then um Alex's sort of thing for the film was, you know, I don't want you to really write anything until you're there, until the scenes are about to happen, so that way I can actually write about the experience, you know, organically from what I as Paul and what Hal Flynn are both experiencing. So all of the film, all of the film, all of the poetry was written by me um, in Sicily. Usually it was either the poems were finished like five minutes before the scene was shot or whatever. But yeah, that's pretty much how that worked out.
2: Wow. And, and Go ahead. If, if I may just piggyback really quickly, the, the, the part two of that is that Andrea didn't write the final song of the movie that she plays for Hal at the end until after we got done filming in Sicily. And so she was able to use some of Paul's poetry in the song and, and the, the whole experience of shooting to write that final song for the film as well.
1: Yeah, and I, I wasn't allowed to hear it until like the first shot. So I think the first shot set up was on me yeah. just to get my reaction to it. So what you're seeing is a genuine sort of like, you know, like, oh man, this is, you know, and this is awesome, so.
0: that adds a whole new layer to the film Uh, i'm I'm not gonna lie actually it's sort of it adds to to the charm of it you know because i actually wondered that i'm like well obviously you know uh, she's playing you know i'm sure that she wrote it but the poetry it could have been something that was just handed to you right before it said okay this is these are the lines but no that's it's so much more personal yeah that's fascinating that's great yeah with that in mind, okay, this is this may be a little ethereal for a question, so bear with me. But I was wondering if, for you both, the, the this film sort of talks a little bit about the soul of the artist. I, I was just wondering because you've got these these two young people who are not are not just about passionate about their surroundings or, or each other. They're passionate about creating, and I was wondering, and they have such unique. Ways of viewing the world. I was just wondering, you know, what is it about the soul of the artist that that makes it so unique?
2: Gosh, that's a great question. Uh,
1: I think, oh gosh, <laughs> that's a that's a that's a lot of questions, Steve, but I like it. Um, I think my perspective, sort of the hot take reaction to that, would be. Um, it's personal, like to the artist, the creative process and sort of what you want to do. Like, you know, a lot of times I think, especially when when you're in the film industry, you finish something eventually to get produced and hopefully to sell and to get as many eyeballs in it as possible. But the way these two are going about it, it's specifically about the art and how it affects them. And I think how it really provides them fulfillment, you know, like how, for instance, he doesn't necessarily care if anybody reads his stuff because that's just his way of communicating, you know, um, I guess, artistically like putting things down on paper that maybe it's a form of meditation or some form of therapy, you know, because of what he's gone through. So I think for me, when it comes down to like the soul of it, it's what I love about it is that it's as personal as you want it to be. And it's, it's very colloquial to the owner of that creativity, you know? Yeah. I, you know? That's probably a roundabout answer, but that's probably my best way. That's no, that was a
2: great answer. And and I think like to kind of piggyback off of that, like this film very much is a love letter to the creative process and, you know, stuff that Paul and I've gone through personally making films and, and putting our work out there. Um, You know, I'm a big fan of Seth Godin. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he talks a lot about like, you know, daily writing and sharing your work and taking the leap. And and this film in a lot of ways is about taking a leap, um, both on camera and off camera. This was a small crew of friends that showed up in a country where we knew very few people and didn't speak the language and just wanted to make art together um and and so it's it's a little less cynical than you know some of your hollywood productions and that it's it's none of us got paid well none of us did it because it was a job we did it for the love of it um and so to me it's it's special in that way and especially like getting to work with friends and collaborate with artists like paul and andrea that i you know deeply respect their work and for me you know they don't need my help getting their work into the world but if i can like you know, make a film that show, showcases their talents, like for me, that's awesome. Um, and and uh, if I can make people smile and, you know, again, just kind of escape, it's it's uh, it, it will have done its job. Oh, well,
1: thanks. And that's a good point. I mean, like, I think uh, the process of us making this film is truly indicative of what the characters are going through. Like it is a giant, like sort of leap of faith of, yeah, I mean, it's true independent filmmaking. Yeah, (laughs) how this happened i mean all of us were carrying gear all over the place you know just trying to make the days scenes were shot you know and i mean things went wrong but we eventually came out with something you know and then i mean alex and joel our cinematographer i mean they have just such a great shorthand because they've collaborated on so many projects so i think that's yeah that doesn't really help but
2: no no, i think that's good and and one one tiny more thing on the on the the creation part of it, like the, the the creative process part of it. Paul and I, our first film that we ever made together was a short film called "The Bespoke Tailoring of Mr. Bellamy," and we kind of had that like success right out of the gate. Like we we won a fifty thousand dollars prize in Shreveport, Louisiana, with our short. We had a lot of like positive feedback or review from MTV talking about it. And then like I fe- I personally felt I can't I can't say about him or anybody else that was involved in the film, but I felt this kind of like, how do I follow this up? You know, even though it's a short film, not that many people saw it in the grand scheme of things. Like I was like, oh, I made something good and now I have to make something good again. And so that's a little bit of where where Josie's character is coming from in the film is of, you know, trying to follow up success. And and what does that mean for the artist, which is like Andrea is like, I don't relate to this character at all because she has no writer's block. She writes all the time. She's like she's so prolific. But me, like I put a lot of myself into Josie. Um, because, you know, of those things, uh, you know, feeling like um, how scary it is to, you know, put something out there. And I will never forget, my sister saw uh, A Chance Encounter for the first time, and she said, I never realized how scary it is for artists to share their work with the world. And I was like, yes, that, that's what I want people to take away. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, that's a great segue, because this was the, the next question I wanted to ask you both is actually about that because uh, Paul, especially your character as well. I was wondering, there's there's a line where she says, you're being modest and you just say, no, just realistic, realistic. And I'm wondering where the line is for that. What is the difference between being modest and being realistic when you're in this creative process? Or is that that an unanswerable question?
1: Jeez, (laughs) coming out with the big ones here, that's good.
0: I could ask you if you like making movies. I could move it
1: away, Alex, do you have anything? I,
2: I think you're right. I think it is a very hard question to answer, and it's a very thin line because I think we as artists are definitely our biggest critics. um at least at, at least I am of my work, you know, um and I think that humility and, and uh, yeah, I think it was, I can't remember what actor it was. I think it was Jack Nicholson talked about like the second that you think you've done a good job or the second that you, that you think that was a great performance, you're finished. But like if you're always seeking to, to improve, even by 1% or 0.1% that if you're kind of willing to, you know, accept any accolades that come but but say like you know I personally want to grow I want to get better I want to look at the artists that really inspire me and and do amazing work and take that one percent of getting better each time or that point one percent of getting better each time and so I think that's where the the modesty and the reality comes into play is that like there will always be a bigger fish there's always somebody that's doing m- more amazing things than you could possibly dream of, um, but but aspiring to that is, and, and knowing that there's no finish line, but that art is always evolving and always growing. And um, does that answer the question? Yeah. I, I hope.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think this is probably where I would say that's a, that's such a good question, because if yeah. I had to choose, this is probably the biggest dissent between me and Hal, like, is this this aspect. Like, he sees it as realistic um, because he doesn't, I, I personally do believe that Hal doesn't believe that he has talent, which is why he's so reluctant to share things. Me, I I do believe that I am modest. If I have talent, I'm modest about it, and I'm realistic in the same vein that Alex was just talking about there are just so many wonderful creatives out there, so many great people out there who are doing fantastic things. So it's like the realism is I'm just a part of that world and it's not all about me. And I think there is something both humbling and modest about looking at it like that and then constantly looking at growth. And, you know, me personally, I love um, one thing that I've loved about collaborating with Alex since we've started the company and the people we've worked with is that I'm constantly trying to observe all the people who are better at other things than I am and appreciating that, and also learning a little bit as well to allow my own personal growth. So it's a bit selfish. So,
0: yeah. I,
1: I don't think that's selfish. I I, re, I
0: I think what you're saying, I think what you're both saying is, is phenomenal because I think it's okay to acknowledge, like you said with how just... <laughs> <laughs> apparently the dogs in my house do not agree. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's okay to acknowledge there's, you know, you know, talent and say but, but modesty is different. It's I think it's acknowledging but saying, you know, but but I can learn and I can grow. And, and I, you know, I think you're right. I think Hal is very much in this place where he's saying, I, I don't, I need to keep this here. But there is somewhat of a blessing of sharing that um, with one another, not just with the, between the two characters, but sharing art. Uh, yeah i think
2: yeah and i think that's what's so frustrating to josie about hal is that it comes to her eye it comes so easy to him and she's sitting here going like feeling this burden of i used to be able to write like that i used to be able to freely write and now that i'm in the public eye i don't i feel this pressure and so i think that's what's so aggravating about hal to josie is that that it just comes so naturally and she's like why aren't you doing something with this it's that To me, that that was like always the kind of where the conflict of the film comes from. Um, and,
1: yeah, and that's honestly, for some weird reason, the past couple of months, I've been hearing from a few people like, you know, some people who are painters who just like to paint for themselves and then they'll sell a commission or something like that. It's like the moment, I think from House's perspective, the moment it's not for fun mm-hmm. for him, for his own personal, the moment it becomes something that you can monetize or something you can make profits off of. It's like maybe um, seeing Josie is a cautionary tale for Hal, and he just doesn't say it. It's just like, uh, I kind of like where my life is now with this poetry, and I'm not going to, you know, do that. So I think there is something about trying to mix the two of having passion and making a living off your passion. That's interesting.
2: Totally. And how
1: vulnerable it is to- to I was just going to say that. Yeah. I was just going to say that. Yeah. I feel like this film is just a constant test of vulnerability between the characters. Like- for sure.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love That's a great word, vulnerability here, because certainly, I mean, just the idea of sharing with one another is such a, takes, is there's such a risk for these characters um, right. and, to, yeah. open, and uh, to open themselves up in that way. I think it, it, uh, it's a real step, a real step towards uh, intimacy. And I mean, emotional intimacy for them, for them both. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um,
0: I know we're running out of time. Uh, Paul, Alexander, thank you so much for the time to chat with you. I really do appreciate it. The film's a joy.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you.
0: I really am glad. For, thank you for being so, so honest with my, uh, with my questions. I really do
1: appreciate that too.
2: Oh gosh, no! thanks yeah. for, for asking awesome questions.
1: <laughs> yeah, and thank you for taking the time to chat with yeah. us. Really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, to watch the film to, yeah, thank yeah. you.
1: For sure.
0: Anytime, anytime. Thank you so much. Have a great day.
2: Thank Thank you. you,
1: Steve. You too.